0: peace and love beautiful beings here on planet earth at this time of ascension this is Layla chosen goddess I am so so excited to finally be back I mean all in divine timing with um, all the things that we are called to do all the things that we want to do all the things that we know our soul needs to do um, in order to become our highest versions and in order to serve humanity in the best way that pertains to us. So thank you all who have been patient with me. I have been doing a lot of work behind the scenes, a lot of internal work, a lot of creative projects, a lot of just getting things in order and in alignment and in balance this year. You know, this is the two year, it's a 2022 year and with the common theme of two, just that duality, that harmony, that balance, that is exactly what I have been on. So thank you all for tuning in, I truly appreciate it. This week's topic is all about what true self-love really means, because a lot of us really think we love ourselves, And a lot of us really think that, um, you know, because we make a lot of money or we get up and go to work or we exercise or, you know, just the typical basic things that a lot of people associate with self love. And we think that really means that we are fully embodying what self love means. And it's so much more beyond that. And so this week's topic is all about true self love equates to self-care. And I also want to say, excuse me if you hear the um, podcast having a pretty strong echo. I'm gonna try to balance out the sounds as soon as I'm done with this podcast. It's kind of distracting on my end because I can hear a really loud echo but I will do my best to edit this video, and hopefully it's not too annoying and distracting on your end. <laughs> hopefully you be can uh, like look past that and look um, and more into the message that I am uh, relaying to you regarding this, because this is a very, very powerful topic, but I just wanted to throw that out there. I'm having some technical difficulties, which I'm still trying to figure out with my microphone, but bear with me. And hopefully, like I said, this audio is audible enough where you can tolerate the noise distortion. But anyways, let's move on. Um, Like I said, this topic is very, very powerful and profound because, especially in the day and times that we're living in, a lot of people are going through major anxiety, major depression, major stress, I mean, we live in duality, let's be real. There's so much light and dark, so much good and evil. And we are just really trying to find the healthy balance in trying to maintain ourselves, like in our home lives, in our personal lives, in our relationships. I mean, every facet that you can think of. And that's why it's so, so imperative um, in this day and time to truly take care of yourself. Because this will help give you more inner peace, this will help balance out all aspects of your life. It will really help you to really, um, to not just feel like you are barely making it. It will help you to really eventually move from survival mode to thriving. And that's really what we want. We don't wanna constantly live our life in survival. Um, Because, again, that's like living on the edge, and nothing wrong with living on the edge in the the sense of um, excitement and curiosity and trying new things, that's fine, but living on the edge in terms of like you're walking on eggshells all the time, because... um, you know you're just not happy within yourself you're not at peace like things just seem out of order and especially for us empaths and light workers empaths meaning uh people who are very sensitive to other people's energies they can feel everything um especially all that's going on in the world you know they got this world war three mess that's um being perpetrated on all of society, all of the world. It's causing a lot of fear. So we're moving from the pandemic into this new, um, you know, this new uh, weapon against us as a society. And a lot of us just really want peace and we want love. And even if we don't have that in our life and we never had that, um, that's what we really, really want at our core. So to me the way um, to having that inner peace no matter what's going on in the external world um, is self care and just because the world is suffering and the and others are suffering it's more than um, an obligation now it is really God's work when you are taking care of yourself because you are showing others that despite all of the evil that is in the world all of the hardships that we endure as humanity, all of the toxic people that are just wounded people, really. And a lot of us even have toxic traits ourselves that we have to uh, eradicate. And this podcast is definitely gonna help that. But despite all of that, um, by you showing the world that you are choosing self-love through self-care, that is a major inspiration, a major inspiration. So I wanted to start off by saying self-love is a journey and a process as well as a way of being. Never think of self-love as about being perfection. Um, I do everything perfectly, I wake up early, I meditate, I exercise, I treat everyone kindly, I'm always so sweet. Yeah, would that by ideal? Um, Absolutely, but again, we're human. We live in a world of duality. We have to go through some of the dark in order to reach the light. But it doesn't have to be uh, immense struggle. It doesn't have to be immense strife. So self-love is not about perfection. It's about continuous elevation. And I want you all to know that nothing should come before you. I mean, nothing. Um, meaning your peace of mind, your joy, your happiness, your protection, your prosperity, and your purpose. It's definitely not selfish when you choose yourself lovingly and you stop people pleasing. You need to please your soul before anything else. And that's what it means really about putting yourself first, not from an egoic standpoint, but to truly honor what your soul is calling you to do. So, you know, no job, no school, it doesn't matter if it's a relationship, friends, a boss, an authoritative figure, um, any obligations you you think you have, um, no rules or man-made laws, like any person in general comes before you and all that you want to be, all that you need to do for yourself and your soul fulfillment. Again, it's about listening to that deep inner voice that is telling you what you need to do that is your soul that is god speaking through you to you through you in the in, from your soul so it's so so important that we really get into a space and make that courageous decision to choose ourselves first if in and you and we'll go more deeper into this like big indicators um in terms of when you know for a fact that something is not serving your soul it's not giving you that inner peace whether it's a relationship a job um, your habits your ways of thinking I mean we can go on and on you will know by the way you feel so when it comes to loving yourself think about it in this way so think progression over perfection about progressing it's not about perfection that's part of the human journey we are constantly evolving even people you look up to and you think have the the best life they're constantly evolving think compassion over judgment and that starts with self because if you don't have compassion for yourself you definitely can't have compassion for other people think self-correction instead of suppression. And that's a big one. It's about um, going into this next one, thinking of awareness instead of denial. So in order to self-correct, you have to be aware that you need to self-correct. And when you're in denial and our ego is dominant, then we end up suppressing what we know we need to improve on because the ego likes comfort zones. The ego is addicted and it thrives off of um, depression, suppression. It thrives off of drama and trauma because it lives in fear. And that's a topic for another day. So think accountability. Be accountable for yourself instead of victimhood unconsciousness. And when you are accountable, you take your power back. Think responding instead of reacting. So learning to respond, and it takes time, and that's why self-care is so important, Um, because the more you take care of uh, yourself, you no longer are reacting or taking things personal or just so impulsive. You're able to take a deep breath and not only think um, logically and cognitively about things, but you're able to move more intuitively and feel where everything is, again, balanced. I think speaking and living from your heart instead of speaking from the mind and the fearful ego. That's another big one. Uh, Really living our truth from our heart and soul instead of what our analytical mind is thinking because our mind is usually dumped and duped with uh, thoughts and ideas and ideologies and perceptions from the external world and things that have been um, inundated onto us. So think overall health instead of only being, um, thinking of health as being money as the real wealth. So your overall health, meaning not only your body, your mind, your spirit, your emotions. Think of keeping your peace, and keeping your peace instead of the need to be right. Whether you're right or not, your peace is more important than anything else because, I mean, at the end of the day, does it really matter who is right or wrong? When you have an internal peace, you can keep going uh, steadfast uh, or stead slow, but either way, it's steady. (laughs) And, um, you know, you just, there's nothing, it's priceless to have internal peace. So I want to move now into just something that we hear all the time about nobody is perfect. So yeah, there's a lot of truth to it, but honestly, the more that um, I've been getting these downloads and going through my own spiritual awakening, I'm starting to realize like the nobody is perfect is now becoming very mundane and redundant. Um, It's almost nonsensical. And although I completely understand and agree with this statement because yeah, it's true, we're human, that's why no one is perfect, but because we are human, that's what makes us perfect. So a degree, uh, to a degree, you know, this has become like a robotic response, and it's usually a response, um, a defense mechanism for people to defend their actions and their addictions to all forms of pain and suffering, whether it's self detrimental or it hurts other people, and or both, but, at this point, the nobody is perfect is no longer an excuse. um, Because that's exactly what it is. And it's keeping people from truly doing the inner work. And it's keeping people from spiritually bypassing. So, and it's also keeping people from not being real with themselves. And at this point, it's a mute talking point in this age of awakening. Because we already know that we all have areas we need to improve. So, we don't have to keep saying, nobody's perfect, nobody's perfect, okay, we get that. That's, again, a redundant, it's a talking point that has been used so much um, in this society to, again, just really uh, take away our accountability and our capability to improve. So we do recognize that everything is in divine order. So whether it's considered good, quote unquote, or bad, quote unquote, or ugly, quote unquote, that's what makes the all, like meaning everything in existence perfect, which of course is a paradox. It doesn't make sense um, from, an again, an analytical mind. But if you think in terms of or feel in terms of everything happening for a reason. And what's meant to happen, we can't control. Um, But what we can control is our inner state of being, ooh, excuse me, (laughs) a little indigestion, but it's okay, we're human, right? (laughs) So, um, yeah, just really taking accountability, just knowing everything is in divine order. And again, we're in a world of duality and We have the constant opportunity to learn and grow constantly. So that's how I look at everything, whether it's good, bad, or ugly, or unwanted, or undesired. It doesn't matter. It's all an opportunity to grow. So when you learn to be more thankful and give more gratitude, it doesn't mean that we're going to be happy-go-lucky 24-7. Absolutely not. We're getting there. But the way that we get there to being predominantly happy, predominantly Peaceful and actually fully happy. Um, I don't even wanna say predominantly, fully at peace with self. That is the goal in this life. And I want to be very clear, that does not mean that problems won't uh, emerge. It doesn't mean that we won't go through obstacles. However, we will be able to be more fluid and the way that we handle things. And things don't have to be, you know, woe is me, the end of the world, as we um, engage in more self-care. So that's so, so important. So recognize also that those who treat others who, how they would not want to be treated, they do truly do not love themselves. It's actually impossible. And it does not matter the image that someone portrays. And that's something we have to understand in this world. It doesn't matter how much of a good selfie someone takes. It doesn't matter how much money someone has. It doesn't matter if someone has this over the top, uh, flamboyant, rambunctious, maybe even slightly obnoxious personality, or maybe they seem even very sweet and kind. Um, It doesn't matter. This even includes ourselves. So if you're not treating other people with respect, how you would like to be treated, um, even those who you consider, um, which is, uh, well, automatically this counts you out as a person who doesn't love themselves um, if you treat people or you look down on other people. But even when I say people, um, even if you're looking at people who are down and out, meaning like they're just going through a very horrible time. Uh, they could be s- extremely unhealthy, s- extremely destitute, whatever it is. But if you treat everyone with respect, this is a big indicator that you do have some love for self and you operating from compassion. Um, And it takes a lot of, um, like I said, self-care work and self-inner reflection. And it really shouldn't be hard. It shouldn't take a lot. But for some people, it will take work to treat others with respect and not, again, be ego-dominant. So this does not mean that you tolerate disrespect bullying or intimidation like any condescending comments or verbiage or energy or any just lower energies being projected towards you absolutely not self-love also does look like standing up for yourself by honoring your truth and also teaching others how to treat you by you having high standards but no expectations and so when you have high standards I mean you still Operate from the place of honoring your truth and living your truth and knowing what type of people you want to interact with or befriend or people that you want in your cipher in your circle, but they cannot, you know, just anybody cannot just come on in at your expense and when I say at your expense, this is at the expense of your peace, at the expense of your dignity at the expense of your uh, self love, absolutely not. So you can still have high standards, but when you have zero expectations, it's like, okay, um, you can have a bad attitude, you can be nasty, you can be manipulative, that's your shit you need to deal with, excuse me, the language, (laughs) but you won't, you're not gonna be around to deal with it. You're not gonna be around to deal with the projections, and nor do we take it personally, because um, again, when you work on yourself and you have that deep self-compassion, you know, hurt people hurt people. So, and, it, and that goes beyond, like I said, social status, income standard, status, race, anything you can think of that doesn't matter in, in terms of your soul and who you are on the inside. However, always speak up when you're called to and also be silent when you're called to. Um, you know, just use the discernment and your intuition for each one. It's all about balance. So the greatest determining factors um, of how someone loves themselves is how much they care for themselves holistically. And it's just the truth. You know people do not truly love themselves if they're not taking care of their mind, their body, their spirit, their emotional health. And that trickles into like your finances, your relationships, but at the basis, it's your mind, your body, your spirit, which is your soul, your emotions. And the second indicator of how someone loves themselves, if they they treat others with respect and kindness um, and all of the good things. Treating people how we wanna be treated. I mean, come on, it's kindergarten kindergarten knowledge at this point. (laughs) So some people, again, think they love themselves because they have a great job, or they make a lot of money, or maybe they have a lot of popularity. You know, a lot of friends, like a high social status or that they even look good, or they're appealing to the eyes. Maybe they have a very beautiful face, or a handsome face, or a really nice body. Or maybe they dress really nice. Also, another extremely covert way self-love is disguised. It can be, and I know this from firsthand, because I'm like this. I was like this, actually. And um, being a person that helps others, and we are there for others, or even how much we exercise or we look good by taking care of our, you know, just one part of our health, which is usually the body. But that doesn't even mean that you love yourself because you help others. A lot of times um, that we can help others, but we don't help ourselves. Or maybe we're doing it because of some type of codependency. Or maybe we need to prove that we love ourselves. If it's any of those underlying issues, that's not truly self love. And this is, again, I want to be very clear. When I say people don't love themselves, it doesn't mean that you're a bad person or we're demonizing someone. No, it's just it is what it is. You don't love yourself if you're operating from those underlying issues and traumas. And although it is beautiful to help others, and this can definitely be an indicator in some cases of loving yourself, I mean, it's much better than being a selfish person who doesn't care about others at at all. However, if we help others at the expense of our own peace of mind, safety, like our self-regard and self-respect, and unfortunately this is not loving ourselves. Or if we're taking care of our physical bodies only, but we're neglecting our emotional state of being, or spiritual, or mental bodies, or even just taking care of the physical appearance, but not the inside. I mean, I like the, uh, <laughs> the funny joke they say is like per- putting perfume on poop. I mean, it's still poop. You know, that's not gonna cover up anything. So like, let's be real. Is that really self-love? It's like someone who, um, you know, like, let's give an example of a narcissist. You know, narcissists, We um, anybody who knows like the gist of narcissists, they're really all about self. They're operating actually from a false self. They don't really have any desire to, uh, it's really about feeding their egos. But, you know, you may meet a narcissist who dresses really nice. Um, they may have a nice body, whatever. You know, just the superficial things that don't even matter. But underneath those clothes and that superficial things is like a demon. So, you know, at the end of the day, um, it's about taking care of your holistic, meaning the whole, mind, body, spirit, and emotion. And even, um, you know, we got to look at even body weight um, in terms of health. Now, you can be... now. It's not a one-size-fits-all. I don't believe in that. I don't believe that you have to be a certain weight depending on your height. But let's also be real. We all know what being overweight is. And a lot of times it comes from being gluttonous and eating any and everything. Um, And a lot of times people who say that I have a hormonal imbalance or this is that, if they really want to be honest and they look at what they're eating – and they look at even how they're thinking. I don't even feel like being overweight or even underweight is something anyone has to go through if they were working on their, again, holistic health. So even being underweight because of undereating, or perhaps maybe someone's underweight, you know, because or maybe they're just average weight. Um, but they have a fast metabolism. That still doesn't mean that you're healthy. So it does go beyond body weight, but body weight can be an indicator of your health so if we want to be real let's not sugarcoat i don't this is not the channel of sugarcoating i'm going to be real even if it ruffles some feathers And and that a lot of times that's just ego that's because people don't want to face the truth so if you're extremely overweight or even underweight or average weight but especially if you're overweight or underweight those are strong indicators that there is an imbalance in your holistic health. Um, And it's okay. We are human. This is not to put anyone down or shame anyone. But let's be real. We're all about being real on this channel. So the most high divine, our creator, doesn't want us to be sick, doesn't want us to be imbalanced and unhealthy and out of shape. And by all means, I'm not talking about being a gym rat or having six pack abs or biceps that are just protruding out to the, you know, scaring people. (laughs) It's not about any of that. It's not even about being an all star athlete, period. It's about being healthy, no matter how that looks, how you feel. And naturally, when you are truly in a healthy state, your weight is going to maintain. And again, that looks different for everyone. It's not a one-size-fits-all. But you know by the way you feel. You know by your energy levels. You know by your skin. You know if your organs are functioning properly. You know by your endurance, your agility. You know by your capability. And again, I'm not saying you have to do 20 push-ups or 20 pull-ups. But you know, you're living an overall healthy life. You're not dependent on anything like uh, defibrillators for some people's heart or crutches or you're not huffing and puffing going up the stairs. So those are indicators that health, um, your health needs to be paid attention to, which is why I say loving ourselves can be very, very tricky. And sometimes we trick ourselves into thinking that we do, which is an egoic mind game. But we always know the truth by the way that we feel about ourselves and all of life on the inside, not the images that we portray to each other or to the world, all the laughing, all the smiles. Yeah, they're beautiful, but how do you feel on the inside? Are you crying on the inside and you're showing a smile? Trust me, we've all done it to some degree. I know I have. I'm not ashamed to say that there were times where, and I'm not saying that you have to, you know, be, if you're feeling sad on the inside, you have to go all around the world crying and being sad. I mean, there's a place and time for everything. But, you know, let me tell you, it's okay to admit when you have not been the most loving or kind to yourself, or that you tolerated non loving, you know, uh, behavior or abuse or manipulation or anything that's not love. It's okay to admit that you're sad on the inside or depressed or have anxiety or built up anger or whatever, just do it alone or do it with a trusted um, confidant, whether that's a family member, a true friend, someone who would really hold space for you and listen and give you their advice um, from, um, again, not from a demanding place or not from a place of judgment, but from just, again, keeping it real and it's from love. And you should be receptive to that if you're truly a friend um to them or you truly love this person and this person loves you there's no need not to be receptive when someone is looking out for your best interest so our soul never lies to us and we can fool you know we can we can't fool the universe you know and the universe another word is god or goddess or the most high divine creator the one high most high divine creator which we are directly connected to we cannot fool the universe God goddess we can't and again that's we can't fool ourselves we can fool the world but we can't fool ourselves you can't even fool some of the world some of us are intuitive and we can see right through the bullshit (laughs) I know I'm one of them okay so you know who are you fooling it's okay it's okay to admit when we have not loved ourselves um and you know what's funny is that admitting that you do not love yourself is an act of self-love It really is because that's, it all starts with awareness. It all starts again with being real. And if you can be real with yourself, the universe loves that. God, goddess loves that and favors that. So we are showing the universe that we recognize what we need to improve on. Even if we don't know how or when to start, the universe will reveal the path to you. You know, for those ready for a tea For a teacher, the teacher will reveal itself in whatever way. The teacher can come in the form. I'm not talking about sitting down in a class and someone teaching you. No, life is the teacher. Experience is the teacher. Everyone that comes into our experience, even animals, plants, it's all a teacher. Um, Blessings come to those who can be honest with ourselves. And being honest with ourselves, it can be a Very scary thing but it's one of the most courageous things you can do to take quantum leaps in your life and to shift realities and timelines and that's a whole nother topic for another day but basically what I'm saying is for a miracle to happen in your life for the better. So people say so loosely that they love themselves as we just were talking about but we all know that actions speak louder. And on a deeper note, Energy is the loudest it can possibly get beyond action because we were just talking about some things earlier that are action-based, like working out or I have a good job, I make a lot of money, but it's the energy that is the loudest, not about the things that we do, it's who we are being. So this is why we can't always rely on actions because some things are a facade, and it's really really important um just to know that um you know looks can be dece- deceiving and um sometimes things are not done with the most pure loving and inte- intentions um some people put on a show or even a, a cover-up in some cases meaning they're covering up inner woundings or who they truly are embodying, which can be very dark, um, not the color dark, but we're talking about an energy, um, the absence of light, and light meaning, again, not a color, but um, the illumination, the things that are of love. This is not all people, of course. I'm not telling you this to go around being weary of, of the world or you know, just really um, not trusting people. <laughs> your intuition will be able to tell you and your discernment. Um, but I'm sure we've all seen this with others, even with ourselves. So also we cannot possibly truly love ourselves if, again, we look down on anyone. I have to keep emphasizing this or think that we were better, even of those of us who are really on a self-care and a self-love journey and we are being more pure and loving in our ways of being than others but again if we're not truly um really operating from unity consciousness we're not there yet and trust me i know i'm not even there yet i'm not gonna sit here there's a lot of times where i'm like you know this person has a nasty attitude bad energy i want nothing to do with them and that's great But I have to be very careful about judging or looking down, just deep compassion, deep love. It doesn't mean I allow these people into my life, but I don't have to, you know, get into this, you know, this diatribe of, you know, this is a horrible person, blah, blah, blah. It's it's not that serious. So, you know, self-care, self-compassion, self-love really is the medicine for the earth. Um, And this is because everyone has a choice and an opportunity to elevate their souls just like we do. Some simply choose not to, and that's okay. Everyone has a different soul path. Everyone has a different journey on this planet. It is not our job to try to force others um, or even convince others. I mean, even with me doing these podcasts, I'm not trying to convince anybody of anything. I'm sharing what's working for me and the energetic downloads that I receive and what I feel called spiritually from a soul place to speak on. But um but as truly spiritual people we recognize unity consciousness. Everyone's playing their part and that none of us are separate and that we're all in this together in the bigger I don't want to say scheme but just the, the, the bigger intricate web of life that we're creating, like everyone's playing their part, even the darkest of the dark. And it really takes a lot of ego to get out of that because if you even think about it from a personal standpoint, look at the people in your life who've hurt you and how that taught you so much about yourself or there was some lesson in that or maybe you learned you know, certain red flags, or maybe you learned to just simply love yourself more and to really self-soothe uh, and to really be there for yourself unlike any other because of going through those dark times. So everything is serving its purpose. The difference in why some people experience true inner peace and happiness is because they have learned to favor themselves. So God is not favoring any of us in the most high of creator. All of us are equal because we all have equal opportunity to elevate. And again, this is unity consciousness when we're truly on a spiritual path. But again, some of us are experiencing inner peace and happiness. Sometimes it's in bouts. But we're going on the um, journey to true embodiment of that. But the people who don't experience that is for one, they don't know they're capable of experiencing that. They have no spiritual connection. They're not taking care of themselves at all. And if they do, it's in a egoic manner. It's a superficial. But um, those of us who learn to favor ourselves, again, putting ourselves first from a non-egoic place and seeing ourselves as valuable, precious, worthy, and priceless, just as the most high creator sees us. So think about the saying you can't throw glass stones or throw stones when you live in a glass house. So trust me, all of us have lived in that glass house at at some point. I moved out, okay, no longer in a glass house. I don't like throwing stones at other people or looking down on other people. That's not how I operate. Um, I can be funny, or, and um, sometimes I will. I'm just as like a side note. I can clown people. I'm a very like funny, comical person. Like especially people who know me in real life and get to see that. I like to roast. I like to clown. A lot of it's very innocent, but sometimes it could be a little hardcore. Uh, <laughs> but I never intend on uh, being condescending or looking down or putting down people. It's just more so like a roast you know, for people who are just being, you know, weirdos, like not kind, not loving, whatever. Um, but some of us don't intend on leaving that glass house. And, and the reason why is because um, you, misery loves company and you want to uh, take your mind off of your internal issues by looking at what everybody else goes on. Uh, we all have room for improvement. So it's just really important to focus on self and to care for self And be the change you want to see in the world. And by all means, again, trust that I'm not saying that some people don't need to be called out, which is what I was talking about. Like, even with my roasting, sometimes I roast people in a way. I may not call them out, it just depends on the situation. But I may, in my mind, like, you know, make a joke or something about them. But I ultimately know that they're hurting. Um, But you need to correct people when you feel called and hold people accountable for their deplorable actions we have to understand that karma it's a it's a cosmic universal law is at play so whatever energy you're putting out is always going to come back to you it's who you're being karma is in every breath that we take even those who seem to get away with the worst of the worst trust me it's always catches up to them and like i said we're living in our karma every second of every day Like, don't think for one moment that someone who is mistreating people or hurting others is not, whether they have a guilty conscience or not, they are in their karma every second of every day. You don't have to get hit by a car or a shot in the head or a you know, or even on the other side of karma. If you're a good person, you don't have to find a million dollars, even though that would be nice. Some of us deserve that, (laughs) to know that karma's at play. Our inner states of being determine our karma and where we're at. So that's key. Your inner state of being is your inner state of being at peace or is at war with yourself. So when we truly love ourselves we just see things from a higher more divine perspective we have more compassion and understanding you know we emphasize taking responsibility again not being a victim and reaping what we sow as divine law and order Um, so that's so huge it's because we learn to have compassion and understanding for ourselves and our own behaviors our own ways of thinking um, emotional, our own emotional states of being, all the experiences and people we attract on this earthly plane, we take responsibility not for their behavior, but for attracting them into our life because there is something that we needed to know. All is a reflection to some degree. It always goes back to self. So this is why it's so important. I'm telling you. I hope everything I just said makes it very clear on why self-care must be at the top of your list above anything your job your children your spouse everything you come first you are the foundation of your life if you're not well how can anyone else be well around you like really think about it um that's what that's what this human experience is all about is to you know find that inner wellness to, um the well of wellness, like dive into that well of wellness, drink from the well of wellness. Um, Because your self-love becomes a healing for the world. You know, Michael Jackson said it best, you know, it's the man in the mirror. Um, And the other uh, song, you know, you wanna make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and make a change. It always goes back to self. And it sounds cliche, but you know what? apparently people have not gotten it yet so (laughs) we're going to be cliche all day if we have to be it starts with self Um, be an example lead by example lead by your inner success lead with love in your life Um, you know you show by the beautiful people that surround you and that value you like you value them when people see your wellness and your radiance and your vibrancy when people see you living your best life and truly being happy and the energy you're emitting to all who come in contact with you and even those who don't that's how powerful our self-love is it's a domino effect our self-love through devote devotion and being devoted to our self-care is the healing it's the medicine the world needs that's how you shift dimensions that's how you shift reality when we have a humanity a humanity meaning all of us that take care of ourselves, guess what you have? You have a world filled with peace. Like think about that, that's so powerful. If we all really were dedicated to taking care of ourselves, you have a world filled with peace. Again, hurt people hurt people. When we all take care of ourselves, we release codependency, we create interdependency starting with independency, and you know narcissistic tendencies, you know play that plague this duality matrix, that gets released, that gets destroyed because the narcissist uh, won't have any narcissistic supply because the narcissistic supply is the codependency. No matter if you're a narcissist or a codependent, guess what the common theme is? You don't love yourself. You see that? They're a direct reflection. Um, So the narcissism is definitely plaguing this duality matrix, but we have to take a look at self, that it's an agreement. It all, again, it's deep within inside of us. Uh, We create an interdependent society when we all work as an ecosystem for the greatest good of all. So I wanna talk about the components of self-care, and they're very, very simple. It's again, holistic, we talked about this already. The components of self-care is mind, body, spirit, and emotional well-being. You'll find these uh, four aspects of your whole being, you know, the relationships, the finances, your entire earthly experience will become heaven on earth when you cultivate and nourish your mind, your body, your spirit, and your emotions. And you don't have to struggle through life as a good person. Like, that is done, Again, I'm not saying you're not going to go through problems, but when you really work on your self-care from a holistic standpoint, um the obstacles no longer they become fun in a sense. They become like fu- like soul elevating challenges in order to make, you know, this experience heaven. It's again perspective. Your perspective gets changed and shifted. Um, this may not make sense, you know, if again if you're thinking from an analytical mind, but trust me you'll start to experience more miracles i experience it daily um through operating from self-care even if i'm feeling down and very sad and super emotional or i need to cry as soon as i shift to self-care and unconditional self-love and doing something my soul is craving and saying to do in the moment immediately the miracles start happening it's like where do the tears go depression who where are you I don't know I don't care <laughs> you know what I'm saying it's gone and that's what we want we shift amazing like self care is oh it's so simple but it's so profound and I understand in a way it's not simple because we're we're dealing with deep levels of trauma and conditioning as a human race however it's possible so you, people, you'll have more loving relationships. You're going to have more opportunities, you know, more divine wisdom. Um, you won't be in alignment with anyone, anything of a low vibration because your vibration is going to reach so high. You're going to notice certain people start falling away or you may notice certain things about people that you didn't notice at first. And then you may have to be forced to cut ties yourself and that's okay. And that, trust me, that's not easy. But when you, again, it's either you or them. Um, sometimes we have to let people go, even those that we love. And it doesn't mean we no longer love them. It just means that we love ourselves enough to know that this person is very unhealthy for us holistically. Um, you also start to know with self-care, you no longer have to chase or strive or work hard for anything. You literally become a magnet for attraction. You begin to lift the veil of struggle and strife. It really is a veil that has been put over our eyes as humanity. And when you start to lift that veil through your self care, you start to realize oh, wow, I really, this really is an abundant earth. There really are beautiful, loving, great people on this earth. Abundance is everywhere. Like struggle where, again, struggle who, struggle where, being broke who. Like that's not a broke, you mean like my broker? Yeah, is that what you're talking about? <laughs> yeah. Like those things are the all forms of struggle and strife, like, just dissipate. Um, and you realize like it was an illusion once the veil lifts over your eyes. Um, so any type of fear, separatism, as you realize the gateway to experiencing your heaven on earth always has been a state of being based on your level of consciousness and how do we increase and open our consciousness through self-love and self-care so i'm and again i'm speaking from experience and i'm also speaking from a person who's on this constant self-love and self-care journey and i want to emphasize also that do i fall yes do i make bad choices absolutely but again continuing the journey not giving up the same mistakes you made they're no longer mistakes and then you start to realize this was a choice and it becomes easier and easier for it to fall and I'm not making a lot of the same you know quote-unquote mistakes that I used to make I am still battling with some things absolutely but again I'm so grateful that I got the self-awareness and i got the self-love enough and the ego submission to my spirit and my soul not the ego dominance to really self-correct and i want to encourage you all to do the same i am an advocate of following your own internal guidance um and even though i'm speaking from in, in my own inner knowledge and downloads like take what resonates and leave the rest you know you all of us really know we have an internal guidance system. We have an internal GPS in ourselves and that's through our intuition, through our soul's voices, those inner nudges, those inner voices that a lot of times we ignore. So I want um, to move on to, you know, the self-care practices, like practical things you can do for, I would like you all to try it for 30 days, because you know they say it takes 21 days to break a habit, but if you can do it for 30, you could do anything for 30 days, especially if you're going to be feeling good, and trust me, you're going to have breakdowns but before you know after the breakdown is a breakthrough and i would love to hear your breakthroughs like all the miracles and just all the other amazing things happening for you as you step more into your value and your worthiness and the truest you the truest highest version of yourself Um, by treating yourself as the god and goddess that in reflection basically a reflection of the divine that you are destined to be and again, I want to emphasize self love is not about perfection and it's also not black and white. It is a continuous process. It's about doing what feels right to your soul. So, knowing what feels right from your soul, and you'll know the more that you work on yourself. Um, you'll know if something is, t- if you're being called to do something, is it from your ego and your analytical mind? or your mental influences, or what other people are doing, um, or your comfort zones, which is again tied into the ego, more likely than not, um, we're going to fall short of our truest, highest versions of ourselves, and our truest wishes for ourselves, we're human, duh, so yeah, we're going to fall short, but the more we practice self-love, and our self-love journey, um, we realize that's okay, and we more than likely will, will will become will no longer fall short. We're going to be again creating more dominance and making healthier decisions. The question is, well, are you going to keep going? You know, you know, it's are you going to keep improving? Are you going to keep being real with yourself? Are you going to continue to correct yourself lovingly, like a conscious parent would with like a misbehaving child? I want you all to really understand and know that you are a child of God, goddess. You are innocent and loving at your core. What a lot of times we think we're so tainted, but we gotta understand we've been through trauma and pain as a human collective. But at your core, think about it. You're an innocent, sweet, fun loving like you just want to we all want to just have fun we all want to be loved we all want to experience the joy in life it's so cute it's so sweet just like a little child think about an innocent little child they just want to explore they're curious they're inquisitive they're silly like we have that all within us at our core and that is your truth these sweet innocent little babies And that's why they say children are the closest thing to God. Um, Because by the time we become an adult, we've been so tainted. We lost that innocence, that truth. I mean, it's still there, but it's, you know, covered up. So treat yourself as such. Treat yourself as a child of God, goddess. Treat yourself as an inner innocent child that you are. So let's go over some really quick Um, Some self-care tips. I want to break it down by the body, the mind, the spirit, and the emotion. So starting with the most typical one, the body. Um, That's usually what most people do, again, in this matrix. We just look at ourselves as a body when we're so much more than that but you do need to take care of your body because your body is your temple, it's our vessel, it's what we're carrying day in and day out, and if our body breaks down, and if we can't even take down the, uh, take care of the basic foundation, then it's gonna be really hard to work on your mind, your spirit, and your emotions. So, um, typical tips, we all heard, um, smoking, try not to smoke, I personally feel Smoke does not belong in the body. There are benefits to certain things that people are smoking, but there's alternative ways to take them. For example, marijuana. Marijuana, I'm not against marijuana, it's a plant. It's what God created. Does not make sense to get be against a plant that has shown time and time again medicinal benefits? The problem is people are not using medicine as medicine. They're using it as a crutch and a vice uh, to cover up their inner wounding. But smoking, when you're inhaling smoke into the body, that's going into the lungs. And smoke does not belong in the body. Um, So there's other ways to take plant medicine, like uh, marijuana. Um, Some people even smoke uh, certain herbs. Again, do do what's right for you. I'm not saying that you have to completely give up smoking if you find some health. I personally... Will not be smoking anything. I know smoke doesn't belong in the body. And if I did want to, you know, munch on some marijuana tea or not munch on some marijuana tea, munch on a marijuana brownie or drink some marijuana tea from time to time, I will do that. But do again, listen to your body, do what's right for you. Um, also drinking alcohol, we all know that alcohol. Is um, you know connected to the spirit realm, and it can be connected to the dark spirit realm. Um, a lot of us get overtaken by drinking a lot of alcohol. A lot of us, um, you know, we open ourselves up to spirits, and we lower our inhibitions by drinking a lot of alcohol, and it really um, deteriorates your body. It's not good for you. It's a drug. So if you are going to drink alcohol, drink it sparingly. Try to do more organic alcohol. Um, Things that are not as hardcore, like wine, is better. Um, And it also depends, again, like I said, on the type of alcohol. And what is your aspiration in doing so? Like, I know some people do uh, certain spiritual rituals with alcohol, and I think that's fine. Again, things are not black and white. you got to do what's best for you. But if we, again, be real, alcohol is a poison, and it's also classified as a drug, and we all know, and if we can all look at inventory of, I'm sure we all know a friend or a family member or even maybe ourselves, where alcoholic, our alcoholic tendencies and drinking alcohol has really been detrimental to us. So keep it real. Um, so it's best not to drink alcohol for the body there's so many other get high off life okay get tipsy off of you know shaking your butt or you know whatever makes you feel good but try not to smoke try not to drink alcohol Um, and if you are doing it look at why eat a nutrient-dense whole food so eating healthy um, I'll do a whole nother podcast on that we all know um you know, no fried foods, no lots of sugar, no concentrated, no processed foods, no, you know, white foods like white rice, white bread. I mean, they're empty calories and they're processed and a lot of the nutrients have been taken out, Uh, you know, things like that. And again, it doesn't mean you're, again, because I know people are going to be triggered. I don't know how many times I have to say, it's not about being perfect. It's about, Progression in self awareness and being real with self. So, um, and we're talking about taking care of the body. And and if we want to be real, eating nutrient dense foods, a lot of fruits, a lot of vegetables, nuts, legumes, whole foods, organic foods are going to nourish and cleanse your body. Also, exercise and moving I really honestly feel in my heart of hearts everyone should be exercising. And again, it doesn't mean you have to be an all star athlete or be a gym rat but move like you can walk you can do some yoga or if you're more into like the more rigorous exercises like i am i actually like the balance i like yoga a lot i like to slow it down which is still pretty intense for me because i carry uh, a lot of stress and tension in the body which needs to be moved I like to dance but i also like to lift weights i I like it all so get moving i promise you're gonna feel so good get those healthy um endorphins going release that serotonin you're gonna feel so so much better uh stretching which is really great you can also do that in the form of yoga get a massage have your spouse do it even have your children do it or give yourself a massage Um, something called dry brushing. I encourage you all to look into that. Um, It really helps the blood flow. It helps the elasticity of the skin. It's really, really good for you. Uh, Drinking nutritional beverages like water. Water is the key. We should always be drinking water. Um, And infuse it with some lime. Lime helps to alkaline the water, meaning increasing the pH levels of the water so that it can cleanse toxins out of your body, um, drinking smoothies or an organic fresh press, uh, cold press juice or any type of all natural juice that's not concentrated, preferably organic. Also, this is an interesting one, sex. Sex is also a way for caring for your body. It makes you feel beautiful uh, to be touched, to be loved in that way, but do it with someone who honors you beyond your body. Sex can heal the body. It can even heal like internal issues when the body when you're when it's done from a sacred um, space. and I, I'll do a whole video on that another day. but sex can definitely heal your body as well. And the last one which is huge is radical self-acceptance. And again, radical self-acceptance does not mean I'm going to be stagnant, stagnant I'm going to pretend like I don't got nothing to fix. No, it just means truly loving yourself where you are right now so you can create room meeting your pain, meeting your traumas, meeting that with unconditional love. That's what radical self-acceptance is so moving on to the mind meditation amazing 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 and one of the ways that we can do meditation is simply to uh, be more present in our day-to-day lives even if we're not um, sitting down which i definitely recommend at least five minutes a day of sitting in stillness or doing some type of guided meditation whatever you feel called to do It's a great way to clear the mind and get present instead of living in the past or the future. Also being mindful. And it's so interesting, the word mindful, because it's like, why would we be mindful when we're not trying to be full of the mind? But I'm not really fond of the word, but the way I look at mindfulness is being aware of the mind instead of being full of the mind, but just being aware of it. So being mindful of where your thoughts are going, um, what type of thoughts you're thinking about, um, are you being present? That's really the key. So if you just ask yourself, are you being present? or Are you thinking thoughts that's giving you anxiety? Like see if you can center yourself and bring yourself back to the present moment. Another great way to help clear your mind is to be in nature, like nature is so healing. Get some sun, get some fresh air, be around the beautiful trees, the plants, even the annoying little bugs. Uh, I know they're annoying, but they're so cool too if you think about it, everything serves a purpose. So being in nature is great. Uh, Focus, um, what's gonna help you focus for sure is the meditation but also being mindful of what you're focusing on. Are you thinking of things that truly matter? Another great tip to focus more is to do what I call the five, four, three, two, one uh, methodology, which is when you're unfocused and you're not thinking straight, simply uh, count down five, four, three, two, one, and boom go back to the focus, go back to what you need. Sometimes we got to do ourselves like a little countdown to help us get to where we need to do. Uh, Practice presence, Uh, take deep breaths throughout the day. Also sit in silence. Um, Let your uncomfortable thoughts run wild like the wind. And this may even sound crazy. It's like, oh, how am I going to clear my mind if I'm letting my thoughts go crazy? Like, That's the problem, we're resisting the thoughts. So let your thoughts just pass by like clouds, but be aware of what you're thinking of so you can take inventory of self so you can um, make a better change and take better care. Also journaling, a great way to clear the mind um, and just put it on paper. Um, You can also take herbs and supplements like GABA, which is a neurotransmitter, really great for clearing the mind and focusing the mind. Kava is another great herb. You got herbs like ashwagandha and holy basil. There's so many out there. So I definitely recommend looking into plant medicine to help you be more present and release stress and to clear the mind. Again, doing yoga specifically is a great way, one of the best exercises you can do in kundalini yoga. And if you've never done it, One of the most profound yogas you can do that's super intense, but it really teaches you to get out of the egoic mind and activate your truest self. Um, Another way to get out of the mind is mirror work. Um, Looking in the mirror, looking directly into your eyes and speaking to yourself and seeing what comes up or even just looking in your eyes and not saying anything and the soul will speak. It's so, so amazing. Um, I would love to get into another video about how to do mirror work, and um, I haven't done it as much as I would like to, but I know the gist of it, and I know the basics, but mirror work is amazing. Um, Also, being aware of what type of content you're consuming, meaning, like, the movies you're watching, um, the music you're listening to, the pages you're going on the online or on social media, like... Cause you got to understand what you're consuming is consuming you and our subconscious mind runs off of imagery so we have to be very aware of the content content consumption um also affirmations um those are i am statements um you can even start off with just five or even three a day or even one like i am beautiful i am love. i am worthy say these affirmations to yourself daily and that rewires the brain also create a vision board it's a great way to reprogram your mind because again the mind works off of subconscious thoughts which is um, dominated by imagery so if you look create a vision board and you take time to look at it and really feel into it and pretend like you're already there your mind is going to find more peace more bliss more happiness let's move into emotions um deep conscientious breathing really really helps with your emotional state of being Um, again shifting your focus um, helps your emotion if you're focusing on something and you're noticing again imbalance in your emotions, shift it. And again, the best way to shift your focus is to simply become present. The more you practice this, the more you're going to be aware of yourself and also aware of your power, which is super profound. Another great way to release your emotions is simply to cry. Cry it out. There's nothing wrong with crying. Let go of your ego and cry. I mean, that's why we have tear ducts. That's why we have the capability. So if you're holding in those cries, you're only making it worse for yourself. Cry, cry it out. Nothing wrong with crying. I'm not saying be a cry baby and cry everywhere you go. No, I'm not saying that, but cry it out when you're called. Cry it out, release it, let it go. It's an energetic release and it's emotional release. You're going to feel so good. Um, Also doing... Some more journaling, which we talked about, that's tied into the mind and emotional health as well. Another great way to get your emotions released, especially like pent up anger, is like boxing or any type of rigorous activity. Um, It really helps to uh, release all that pent up emotions um, in your body, in your spirit, in your emotions. So, definitely recommend boxing or some type of rigorous activity to really just get the, that anger and that stress and that dense energy, like, cleared from your, um, from your emotional body, as well as your physical. Um, again, yoga, amazing. Um, you can even do certain rituals with, like, fire, like, burning, like, writing all your emotions down that are negative or, you know, lower vibrational and burning them in a fire. This is just an example. You can do a water ritual by, Speaking beautiful things into your water. A lot of people don't know the power of water. Again, that's a whole nother topic for another day. I've already been on this podcast for over an hour, which is all good. But uh, water rituals are great. You can speak love and life into your water and drink it. And I promise you're going to feel so amazing, especially if you keep this ritual doing. That's just one water ritual. Even a bath. You can take a spiritual bath and feel so good to your emotional state. Um, You can do earth rituals like putting your heartbeat to the earth or simply just being in nature or smelling flowers. I mean, there's so many different earth rituals you can do. Uh, you can do air rituals like letting um, fresh air if it's a really windy day like pretend like all of your emotions are being blown away with the end and you're becoming clear there's some breath work um, is a profound air ritual because you're using your breath which is breathing which is connected to the air the oxygen Um, so many ways again sacred baths um, for the water you can write a letter to yourself or even someone else letting them know exactly how you feel and what you need to get off your chest. Or you can simply write the letter um, even if you don't feel comfortable giving it to somebody or maybe it's not even necessary. Sometimes you can just write the letter and burn it or give it to the universe or bury it just to get it off your chest. It's definitely an emotional release. Another thing you can do is conscious communication huge if you are comfortable speaking to someone who's hurt you or maybe you're feeling some type of way um, maybe it's great to start off by doing some type of journaling but then um, having that conversation with them consciously where you can speak calmly where you can try to get the reactions out of you um, first um, but I definitely don't recommend doing any type of communication unless you may have, especially if you, if there's a lot of pent up emotions, um, unless you try some of these other, um, self-care, uh, rituals that I, and not even rituals, just self-care, you know, whatever, self-care, um, activities that you can do, um, if you don't feel comfortable with rituals. I don't mind calling them a ritual because to me it is a ritual. These are things that I will be doing constantly in my life. Rituals don't have to be that's a a negative stigma that's been attached to rituals to ritual if you're waking up every day that's a ritual if you eat breakfast every day that's a ritual if you go to job every day that's a ritual you're doing it every single day so yes if you can do these more healthier rituals that make you feel really good there's nothing wrong with calling them a ritual because we're engaging in that every day but yes conscious communication with someone that you would like to speak to, and trust me, that can shift everything. Um, And maybe I'll do a whole video on conscious communication and how to do that because I think that's um, something huge that can really benefit humanity is just to really get it off your chest. Um, And yeah, I will talk about too, because something that may be coming to your mind is like, well, I may be conscious communicating, but what about the other person? And that still is tied into conscious communication because it doesn't matter what the other person says or how they react. Um, It does, but it doesn't because what matters is that you're getting it off and you're doing it in a loving way, but at the same time speaking your truth. And if that's not going to be honored, it's fine. And um, you can move on. Another great way, and this is huge, huge, huge. I can't stress this enough. I not even stress it, that's not even the right word. I can't emphasize this enough. Give deep gratitude daily and embody it. Be thankful. Are you thankful? Do you notice things to be thankful for? Like being thankful is a great way to shift your emotional state. When you're feeling in lack or feeling frustrated and you give things, all of a sudden you start to realize like, what am I complaining for? What do I worry for? What am I sad about? I am so abundant, so blessed, and I deserve the world. So definitely, definitely uh, give things every day. And we're going to go ahead and wrap it up um, with spirit, spiritual practices. And to me, this is the most important, although all of them are important. Your spiritual practices is the foundation of everything. Like nothing should come before your spiritual well-being. Because like I said, you can work on your body and still be out of whack. You can work on your mind and then your emotions and your body is out of whack and your spirit. But the spirit, I feel, encompasses all of them. And although I did say the body is the foundation, what I mean is that that's the basics of what, um, you know, we could be doing. It's, It's like the earth you know, our body is the earth, but when we move on up to the spirit realms, and you don't want to spiritually bypass, but when you do certain spiritual, all of these technically are spiritual, because the spirit is the greatest of the great of all. So things you can do that's spiritual, this is something that's very practical, it's simply doing something you love or that you always wanted to do, like listening to your soul. What make, what lights you up? What makes you feel good on the inside? Um, so do that or try something you never wanted to do, That are you not never wanted to do, you always wanted to do that you never done. That's a big spiritual upgrade. And even if you're fearful by the time you do it, it's so motivating and so inspiration. inspirational for you. Pull tarot or oracle cards, or visit a trusted, reputable reader. Psychics are very real, Um, and tarot and oracle cards. For those of you who don't know much about it, if you're listening, trust me. Uh, Well, trust yourself. Don't trust me, but still trust me if you feel called. (laughs) Pull taroting and or tarot and oracle cards. They have beautiful messages and they are not of the devil, trust me. The devil would not be telling you anything that's positive or to how to improve that doesn't even make sense. Um, These are ancient divination practices that people have been doing um, for millennia. Um, But tarot and oracle cards have gotten a bad rep because of, again, society programming also, um, and that's why I specifically said a trusted, reputable reader, because there are psychics out there that don't have good intentions, just like there's bad preachers, or just like there's bad doctors. I mean, there's bad people of every um, you know facet of life that you can think of. But just because there's a few bad seeds, doesn't mean there there aren't good ones that will germinate and um, you know yield beautiful crops. And I hope you understand that metaphor. So yes, pulling tarot oracle cards, visiting like a medium, a psychic, just someone who's really in tune with the higher spiritual realms can definitely give you a lot of clarity. Um, One of the most common ones we always do is prayer, connect. Do your prayers, um, connect with source creator, or whoever you want to connect with directly, like it could be your ancestors, it could be a loved one that passed on, it could be your angels, your guides, it could be your higher self, whatever you feel called to connect with, pray, connect with source creator, those in um, the hidden realms, you will feel so good. Um, Work with like a shaman, which is basically another word for healer. Um, They are amazing to work with. There's all kind of shamans. Just do your research if you feel called to do that. Um, Again, doing kundalini yoga. I'm going to say yoga again multiple times because it falls into different uh, categories. It really takes care of all of them. But yoga, especially kundalini, um, and all forms of breath work is a powerful way to really connect into the higher spiritual realms. Another way to do it is fasting you know, abstaining from water, abstaining from food for periods of time. um, It really helps you to connect deeper with yourself and to also face like um, your inner traumas and our inner woundings and no longer, you know, mask it with food and, and drinking. So fasting is super powerful and it's a great way to repair your cells in your body. It can really reverse aging. It can reverse uh, disease in the body. Fasting has so many benefits. So I, again, definitely recommend looking into that. Um, also setting up a sacred altar in your home. You can put um, just someplace beautiful that gives you peace and that you feel really connects you to the Most High Creator. Or just And do, again, another video for another day. Um, feng Shui, your home, part of Feng Shui in your home is cleaning and clearing and organize and um, the placements and the colors. And But it's again, not a one size fits all. It's what you like, however, but your home, you don't want a cluttered home. You, you want the decor to coordinate. Um, you want colors that are soothing and put your mind and your spirit at ease. So feng shuiing your home is huge. Um, going on a juice cleanse or another type of fast, which is like a water fast. You can do it for 24 hours or three to seven days or whatever. There's also intermittent fasting. Um, but cleansing definitely, definitely helps to, again, amplify your spiritual connections. Um, one of the best ways you can really tap into the higher spiritual realms is to create simply create something, be creative, Um, you'll be surprised the downloads that come to you as you're in that creative flow, it's called, you know, people, you hear people say, like, I'm getting into the zone, or they're in the zone, the zone, really what that means is that they are super connected to God, goddess, they're super connected to source, and when you're in that zone, it's just like, you're just flowing, like it's just coming to you. So create something, it is like so, so fulfilling to create. So whether that's art, it could be something as simple as like making food, and food doesn't have to necessarily be simple. It could be poetry, it could be a project, it could be a business. Create, create, create. Find something to create, a great way to conne- um, enhance your spiritual connection. Another profound way is inner child work, play, have fun, be silly, let loose. Why are we taking life so seriously? Like seriously. (laughs) Like no, like we're meant to play as well. We're meant to have fun. Life is not all about work, 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 work. Um, Work hard and go to sleep. Like no, go take a vacation, go play with your children, play by yourself, play with your spouse. I don't care, play with the dog down the street. It doesn't matter, like, have fun, do something. That can even be tied into your creativity. Like, let loose for once um, and see how good you feel. Another great way to enhance your spirituality is to spend more time alone. Because when you're uh, alone, um, you don't have the distractions from self. When you're alone, you can sit in more silence um, with no thought, um, and that's a beautiful practice to en- enhance your spirituality. Also listening to music that is very high vibrational, like, and even music that a lot of people don't know about, like binaural beats or solfeggio frequencies. These are attuned to certain hurts that help us to really cleanse and clear our auras and to help us heal on an ethereal level, on a, on a cellular level. Um, down to our atoms, our mo- molecules, just our energy on the most basic levels. So really looking to binaural beats or solfeggio frequencies or listen to like artists that make you feel good, like, you know, Bob Marley or Indy Irie or Kabadu or whoever, even the more underground artists um, who are, there's so many out there who create beautiful, beautiful music who are not as well known that, could definitely go mainstream but because you know they haven't sold their soul that's another topic for another day. <laughs> yes, um music can definitely attack um attach you hot to the higher spiritual realm. So definitely look into that. Um speaking into music and sounds, try sound healing or a sound bath or spiritual baths. Another great way to cleanse and to clear and to awaken your you know your sixth and seventh senses and just tap into higher um, knowledge and wisdom and higher paths for yourself. Um, try psychedelics, um, plant medicines, you know like DMT, ayahuasca, more common ones are like marijuana. Again, marijuana is a medicine when it's used properly. There's ones like hape or even mushrooms, but don't abuse them and that's and you don't have to try them unless you're called. But the problem the reason why they have such a bad stigma is for one people don't know about them. That's number one. they don't understand that they are plant medicine. They just look at them as drugs and they can become a drug again, if they're addicting um, and you have an addictive personality, or you have addictive um, behaviors because of all your pain and trauma. So you have to be intentional when using these psychedelics or plant medicine and know why you want to use them. But don't look at it for as like a, you know, like uh, it's gonna fix all your problems because it's not. They're really meant, they will help you in some profound ways, Um, some in more subtle ways and more gentle, but again, it's medicine. Um, you can even use like cacao or even lavender. Those are plant medicines. It doesn't have to be like a psychedelic or something more um, intense like ayahuasca or DMT or mushrooms or like intatariti. I don't know if you've heard of that, but um is an African dream herb that helps with more vivid and lucid dreams. So, you know, it's something to try if you're called to, but do it. Um With someone or under someone who's an expert, um, I' never recommend doing these things um, alone, especially if it's your first time because you may not know how much to take. You may not even know the source of where you got it. That's again a whole nother topic for another day. So use common sense <laughs> in your discernment. but you know, we all know common sense isn't common. But long story short, psychedelics are great plant medicines are great to enhance your spirituality. Another great way is, of course, um, going back into Mother Earth, looking at the cosmos, like sun gaze, moon gaze. um, You'll be surprised the messages you can get from just like looking at the sun or looking at the moon. But if you are going to sun gaze, um, you want to do it right. Look at an article on sun gazing so you don't hurt your eyes or creoles cause any strenuous pain on you because the sun is powerful the moon doesn't um radiate uh, I mean it radiates but the sun um the way that it affects us our eyes is much more intense than the moon so again using discernment and doing your research um you know hug a tree walk barefoot on the earth star gaze planet like gaze cloud watch so many ways to um, connect you to the spirit uh, spirit realms in the cosmos through nature. Another great ways um, to help you with your spirituality is cord cutting rituals or energy cleansing meditations. And what these essentially are is cutting off any energetic ties to people or any entity or anything that could be, you know, taking, harnessing, your energy or if you feel tired all the time or you're thinking all these crazy thoughts or maybe you're emotionally imbalanced, uh, cord cutting rituals can definitely help and also energy cleansing meditations, which is usually done in the form of visualization. Um, You can also visualize like your dream life. Um, I would recommend doing this for at least seven minutes if you're gonna do a visualization exercise so you can really get deep into all of the beauty and the bounty in the heaven on earth experience that you want to tr- attract and it's such a fun thing to do when you just let your imagination run wild with healthy visualizations of what you want to manifest and bring into your life so i definitely recommend doing that it works wonders um we talked about sitting in silence uh, quieting the mind just really practicing just breathing and being which is a one of the most profound ways you can meditate. It's so simple, and you'll find it quite difficult to sit in silence because the mind likes noise, the mind likes chatter, but our sit, our spirit and our soul likes peace. And you can still, you'll hear even better by sitting in silence. Um, wrapping this up, guided meditations. You can guide yourself into other dimensions and other realms. You can do that within and outside of self again, research uh, tri-astral projection. You can also work with the pendulum, which is pretty much like a long um, string uh, with like some type of stone attached to it. Um, and pendulums can, um, you'll be surprised, like ask the pendulum a question without moving your hand and the pendulum will move on its own. It can also help guide you to like where you need to heal in your body. You can like put the pendulum above certain parts in your body to um and ask the pendulum like you know like yes or no questions like is my is my mind blocked or is my throat um blocked um moving into that is like chakra scans you can scan your chakras or do a chakra meditation and if you don't know what chakras are they're pretty much just energy centers in the body and and because everything is energy if these major energy centers are blocked or off balance again, it could create imbalance in our life. Um, Another amazing way to enhance your spirituality is to do heart-focused meditations and simply just live in your heart. Like, practice being love and thinking love and feeling love and just tapping into your heart and feeling your heart and sending it love. Like, surprisingly like you think like sending your heart love isn't love supposed to be in the heart but I mean a lot of times we are carrying heavy hearts so you can consciously um, intentionally send your heart love to create a more balanced um, and peaceful more loving self Um, also saging and palisanto those are another forms of plants to help clear your energy clear your field clear the space that's around you And one of the last ones is tantric sex that's a whole other topic again for another day but tantric sex is so powerful so spiritual it's beyond like the normal you know effing or just sex that people want just to bust a nut or to feel good no tantric sex taps into all of your senses it really helps you to honor yourself your body your spirit, and the person that you're having sex with, and it helps to create a more divine union between yourselves and with source. It helps to also manifest so many benefits to, you know, having sacred sex, so yes, these are all tips. Um, This video has been so long, and I'm trying not to think about that, but so needed, so powerful, like, more of the story, we... Know that we are loving ourselves when we are consciously and proactively indulging and engaging in self-care. So I've given you so many tips as well as myself. This is also a reminder of me, uh, for me to take care of myself, to, you don't have to do all of these. Again, do what feels right. We are on this journey, okay? Enjoy the journey. Enjoy the process, okay? this will help you to not seek so much instant gratification, but also know that you're capable of instant gratification by engaging in self care, which creates again, more inner peace and more love for self. So I wanna thank you all so much for tuning into this podcast. I truly love you all. I'm sending you all so much love, so much peace, so much happiness and abundance that you all deserve. Please listen back to this podcast whenever you feel called or you need some encouragement. Um, And you can listen to this. I'm going to say this all the time while you're cleaning or while you're taking a bath. Anytime you have downtime and don't have as many distractions. So you can really like indulge in and just dive into all of the juiciness and the love that I am sharing with you all. I promise even in the time doesn't even feel like even though I'm, like, aware that, you know, it's been quite a while, but I'm also, like, so grateful I can cover everything that I wanted to cover and also speak from the heart, and that's where you just transcend time. It's like time doesn't exist because you're so in the present moment, and this, me recording this podcast is definitely an act of self-care for myself as much as it is an act um, and an offering of self-love to you all. So, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Chosen Goddess, or I should say connect. I don't really like the word following. Follow yourself, follow your heart. Don't follow me, okay? But you can connect with me on Instagram at Chosen Goddess. You can also visit my website for different uh, ritual, not rituals, different retreats, different events, also different services I offer at GodisAgoddess.net. And um, of course, you can check out my podcast, Let Go My Ego, or check out my YouTube, which has been pretty dormant. (laughs) But don't worry, you can still subscribe. I still have some gems on there at Let Go My Ego on YouTube. And again, sending so much love. I will talk to you all soon. Peace.